Welcome to Spirits Podcast, a boozy dive into mythology, legends, and folklore. Every week we pour a drink and learn about a new story from around the world. I'm Amanda. And I'm Julia. And this is episode 182, Fact or Fiction 2, uh, the fictional boogaloo with Eric Silver. I do like the fictional boogaloo. It's uh, it's a great dance. I do it at every wedding. Uh, thank you. And do you know who I drag on to the wedding floor for electric slide at every wedding we're at? I bet it's our new patrons. Our new patrons, SEX, Avon Lee, Ashila, Baz, B, Carly Allen, Meek Sauce, Rebecca, Jiggy T, Sarah, Katie, Tori, Drunk Beth, Nicole, Caitlin, and the lovely Loveless. And I am always ready to do the time warp with our supporting producer level patrons, Mr. Folk, Jen, Tanka Rooney, Hannah, Alicia, Sarah, Landon, Nikki, Megan, Deborah, Molly, Skylo, Samantha, Sammy, Neil, Jessica, and Phil Fresh. Uh, So incredible, Julia. And at like a street fair or something, occasionally you get, I don't know, the cha-cha slide. And it's really fun to do. And I would drag my friends along. Our legend level patrons. Chelsea, Clara, Stephen, Francis, Brittany, Josie, Kylie, Morgan, BMEP, Scotty, Audra, Chris, Mark, Sarah, and Jack Marie. Julia, remind me what we were drinking this episode. Well, we were drinking an Eric Silver homemade original, which he dubbed the Drunk Pikachu. And what is a Drunk Pikachu? You will have to wait until after the refill to find out. But trust me, I want to drink them like all the time. During summer? Oh, yes. Excellent. I know. It's summer now. If we're starting to drink at four, you know, who's who's going to stop me? No one's going to stop us. By the way, Julia, we made a joke uh, several episodes ago about the fact that having uh, national park posters for haunted parks would be so fun. And Zoe at DFTBA, uh, which we partner with on our merch, was like, hey, I want to make these reality. So, conspirators, we have great news. We have two absolutely gorgeous original illustrated posters available for pre-order. One is a beautiful skeletal cowboy in a desert national park, and the other one is an extremely creepy and lovely ghost in a wonderful haunted forest. They are absolutely beautiful. I remember getting the sketches for the first time. I was like, oh, everything about this I love. It's so good. And while you're there, you can check out the digital merch that all of our shows, for the most part, have available. We have some beautiful wallpapers, like phone backgrounds that you can download. Potterless and Next Stop and Join the Party all have bundles. And it's something that we're doing, which is super fun. So you don't have to wait to get a shipment in the mail. It's something that you can download really affordably and rep the shows that you love, whether that's through a ringtone or a desktop wallpaper or a a cute little background for your phone. So all of that and our merch as well is at multitude.productions slash merch. Merch. Speaking of gorgeous and beautiful things, Amanda, do you have any recommendations this week? I do. I read an absolutely delicious rom-com, Julia, which you know I love, um, appropriately titled Beach Read. This is by Emily Henry, and it's about two writers, a sort of like masculine literary fiction writer and a woman who writes, quote, women's fiction, a.k.a rom-com books um, who are living next door to each other in a summer town. And it is just, it's a wonderful premise. It has a lot to do with art and life and grief, um, which is is often I'm finding a motif that I really appreciate in books like this. And it just made me want to visit that town, which I always appreciate in works of fiction, which I want to feel like I'm escaping a little bit. That sounds absolutely beautiful. I'll have to check it out. Amanda, I've also been listening to something very, very funny recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's called A Funny Feeling. It's a like weekly paranormal comedy podcast that's hosted by these two comedians, Betsy Sodaro and Marcy Jerome. Um, You've seen Betsy in stuff like uh, Netflix is disjointed and Marcy's a writer for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. 
they're both hilarious. Uh, so each week they bring on a comedian or a celebrity guest to tell their own true paranormal experience. And then they listen to the audiences as well. They always have a really funny take on the scary story. So if you like our Urban Legends episodes, they are a great, great show to check out. They've had guests like Mike Mitchell from the Doughboys podcast. They've had Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Rec on there. No big deal. They had Clea Duvall from Veep and The Handmaid's Tale and Lauren Lapkus. I love Lauren Lapkus so much. Plus a bunch of other really, really funny guests. So if you have a paranormal experience that you'd like to share with them and you'd like to hear their funny takes on it, you can email them or send a voice memo to them at funnyfeelingpod at gmail.com. And they release new episodes every Tuesday and you can find them wherever you listen to podcasts on the HeadGum Podcast Network. Check it out. They are hilarious. I'm absolutely going to subscribe uh, to that podcast. It is fabulous. And I should also mention that if you want to learn more about our guest, Eric, you can find his Twitter in the episode description and the podcasts that he and Julia and I work on at Join the Party and Next Stop are both available if you just search multitude in your podcast player. They're both very, very good podcasts. If you like great storytelling, if you like to laugh and also to feel and to see friends working together, Join the Party and Next Stop are great options for you. So without further ado, enjoy episode 182, Factor Fiction 2 with Eric Silver. It's time for Bigfoot's favorite game show. It's fake or folklore. And here's your host, Chuck Games. <laughs> All right, I'm Chuck Games, and we're here to play Faker Folklore 79, everyone's favorite. Did you guys ever watch Match Game, and eventually when they like rebooted it in a later year, they just tacked on the year at the end? No. no. Oh, it was very funny. Has Charles the Gamesman rebranded as Billion Spawn Con? <laughs> Chuck Game. No. I also have important questions, like what is Bigfoot's second favorite game show? Press your luck. Okay. The one with the whammies? Sure. No whammy, no whammy. That's the only thing I know about that show. He loves it when the little cartoon whammy steals everyone's money. Of course, obviously. All right. Well, we're back with Faker Folklore. Uh, so glad to have two uh, exciting and entertaining ladies, wink. Oh, Just imagine no. I have like the, ch- the microphone on a stick, too. It's 1979, and I'm oh. calling everyone ladies. Oh, no. Is this Uh-oh. not the energy you wanted to bring to the Spirits podcast, the <laughs> queer and feminist knife and mythology? No, no. I don't think I don't think all of the internet savvy gays who are in our audience are gonna appreciate <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> that particular uh character. Well, thanks for welcoming me back to Fake or Folklore. It's Eric. Hello. Oh. Chuck I told Chuck to uh to go read bell hooks for a while. So okay. I'm just gonna run this instead. Smart, smart, cool. Well, we're back for Fake or Folklore round dose. I've muscled my way in and made you play my silly monster game show. I more just want to redeem myself after the money tree incident, which mm. I have been thinking about shamefully every time someone brings up Neopets in my presence, which is often. Well, just so you know, if you win, all of your bad feelings go away. That's something I heard I that's how that works. That's how game shows yeah, work. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. That explains a lot. <laughs> so we have four rounds of gameplay here, and I'm excited to get started. I'm ready. Let's All right. do it. For those of you who didn't listen to the first iteration of Fake or Folklore, you should because it was amazing. But if you didn't, and then you should listen to this and then go back to it. Basically, this game show is to determine if Julia and Amanda have learned anything from running spirits for like 12 years. Um, that's that's how long we've been doing it. Yep. It might as well be. Yeah, it's, in podcaster years, it's, it's about <laughs> double and it speeds up over time. Mm-hmm. It goes at 1.25 speed. <laughs> 
hate that. The premise of Faker Folklore is Julia and Amanda need to figure out if the piece of information that I am telling them is actually from folklore or a fictional thing that I made up because uh, stories and monsters, uh, it's all part of the human condition, man. Mm, mm. That's what we say. So we're going to start out by uh, with our first game, which I call Reply Back. Uh, basically, basically, you need to write a Twitter response uh, back to me as I tell you a piece of information about a particular monster that has a wrong piece of information in it. For those of you who've seen Um Actually on Dropout, it's a lot like that. So you can just say- uh, been when in you the replies to... of spirits when we release new oh, episodes. Oh yeah, so we are, we're doing a little, a little role play here where instead of us being Um Actually on Twitter, we get to do it back. Yes, you get to do it to me. Uh, though I did, I did pull all of these from Spirits episodes. So these are all from some of the uh, Roundup episodes. Oh, so boy. you should know because Julia literally said this out loud. That does not necessarily mean that I know it. <laughs> Doesn't mean <laughs> now, I know it either. To be in, honest, in the right now times. Okay, so I'm going to read this uh, paragraph, and uh, when you think you know the answer. Um, you buzz in, say buzz. You need to start out your answer by saying, uh, reply to Eric. Okay. okay. And okay. I should say we're competing. So at the end of the episode, someone's going to win. Oh, yes. uh, 100%. Remember, uh, winning takes the bad feelings away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to be clear. And the loser is left with bad feelings more than before. Oh, oh yeah. no. <laughs> you take all the bad feelings and put it in the loser. Oh, oh no. That's bad. Okay. So this one is from the Critter Roundup. So I'm going to read, so just, you know, I'm going to read the paragraph. You can cut buzz in whatever you'd like and uh, just say, and then reply and point out what I got wrong and correct it. Okay? Okay. The axe handle hound is a critter from Minnesota and Wisconsin. Most stories say that the only thing it eats are the handles of axes that are left unattended. So it would wander on towards a general store, eat up all the axe handles, and then lumber back into the night. This story was almost definitely told to encourage newbies to take care of their possessions. Buzz. Amanda. I don't think the axes in a store would count as unattended. Oh, sorry. At Eric. Thank um, you. Yeah. I don't think that the axes in the store would count as unattended. I think it's about like being out in the woods and a, a shop full of axes doesn't really get to the spirit of the myth. All right, you're, you're close. Julia, would you like to be more specific here? Yeah. Buzz at Eric. Specifically, it was that... It would be within camps. It wouldn't be at a general store. It would be lumber camps. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Point to Julia. At, uh, at Amanda, at Eric. Actually. <laughs> actually. Acts. Uh, actually. actually. That's true. The thing that I cha- the thing that I got wrong was that the axe handle hound would wander into camps. So it was a warning to young lumberjacks to not leave their axes out. Sleep they would not go into a general store. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you, Amanda, you are on the right path, but Julie did get a little bit more specific. So I think it's a point for both of us. I, I, that's all right. That's all right. I'll, I'll try to win on my own merits. Hashtag money tree. Okay. Okay. Listen, Julie. Julie has one point here. First question. We'll, we'll all shake out. Okay. This one is about dragons. Ooh. The types of dragons are almost like a math problem. A dragon has six limbs, two wings, and four legs. But a wyvern also has six limbs, two wings, two legs, and two small arms. But a drake has four limbs, no wings, and four legs. But in addition to these, you have an amphitheater, which has two wings and no legs, and a lindworm, which has no wings and two legs, and a worm, which has no wings and no legs. I don't remember the last three of those. 
at Eric. Yes, Amanda. I think worms do have legs. If you're talking about the W-Y-R-M, that's like a dragon predecessor. Yes, those actually don't have legs, the W-Y-R-M. It's funny that you say that because uh, J.R.R. Tolkien used worm like interchangeably with like Fuck! Drake. That, Fuck this guy! That, Fuck him so much! That the Cimmerellion is too long! There's too much information in it! He messes me all up! It's true. He, he, he propagated some problematic stereotypes <laughs> that pervade nerd culture and high fantasy today! Hey, you know... Elves are pretty and dwarves are disgusting and Do you gross. know what's good? Aryan looking people. <laughs> people only. with blonde hair and blue eyes. Oh, ah, ah, ah. oh boy. At Eric, I think that a wyvern only has four and it's two legs, two wings. Uh, that's correct. Julia gets another point. Fuck yeah. Yes, that was, you guys did a dragon roundup. I looked up some of these other ones, but you did specify that a wyvern has two wings and two legs. Yes. They can't, they can't grab. They're like pterodactyls. <laughs> exactly. This is, this is actually like Skyrim uh, dragons uh, are actually wy- wyverns. Amanda, in our masks game, my character's name is Wyvern, and I have explained that it is Wyvern because he has two legs and two wings. Yeah, well, I was distracted by the worm. Tell me about that worm, though. Tell me about that worm, though. It would be pretty suitable if it was called a worm, but it does, in fact, have limbs. It and did. I was confused because of fucking Tolkien. It's it, it wiggle. It, it Tolkien problem. He wiggle. It is a Tolkien problem. It is fine. He wiggle. All right, this, we're going to do the last question of the uh, at Eric section. This is from the Brazilian Myths Roundup. Let's talk about the headless mule. The headless yeah, mule uh-huh, is said to be the ghost of a woman who has been cursed by God for sins. In some stories, the sin is that she had sex with a priest inside of a church. In others, it's just that she looked at a married man. She was condemned by God to be turned into a headless mule who has fire spewing out where her head should be. So she gallops across the countryside every Thursday evening from sundown to sunrise the following morning. Oh, there's there's two that I think it could be. Me too. Buzz at Eric. It's not Thursday. It's Sunday. It is Thursday. Fuck. All right. Okay. You would think it was Sunday. Like, what is she doing out on a school night? All right. Buzz at Eric. Yes. I don't think they had sex in the church. I think that's Fleabag season two. That is not correct. You're getting you are getting closer. I mean, I don't think it's that she had sex with a priest. I don't remember that from the original. You know, I'm going to give this one to Amanda. Amanda got the closest. I said that in other stories, she looked at a married man. Yeah. But she had prema- but she had premarital sex. Okay. That was the thing that, she, that got her condemned. It was sex with a priest or premarital sex. It was I those see. Were the two. Okay, but so you also. Clo- but you got the closest because it was about sex. I'll I'll take it. I'll, I'll, give, it. It, I'll give it to Amanda. I, so, I need the, the pity point. Listen, we're functional here. You uh, were so close. I, don't talk to Chuck. Uh, Chuck Games. Chuck Games would not have uh, would not have been kind. He would have put his hand on the small of your back. He would have been. Oh no, no! Why are we making him so lascivious? Because <laughs> he's he's a game show host from 1979. He would kiss you on the lips as a greeting. Ugh. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Gross. All right, that that was round one. At the end of at Eric. Uh, which is the new name of the the new title of the game because that was pretty fun that we said that. Um, <laughs> Julia is up two to one. Okay, okay, still in this. Bang, bang. All right, we are going to come to the next segment. And now it's like, imagine it's like all anime and it's like red and yellow and teal. And it's, where did that Pokemon come from? Oh, my favorite. Yeah. So my single favorite thing to do for Spirits is try to get Julia to do as many Pokemon episodes as possible. You've made me do a lot. 
Two is a lot. It's They're two. fun. Yeah. So uh, I took some Pokemon that you have not identified, and I have looked up their origins. Now, some of them were inspired by mythology, but other of them I just made up. So okay. both of you are going to be competing. Uh, I'm going to read out the Pokemon, and I'm going to send you the image of the Pokemon. Uh, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the type, and I'm going to give you the supposed origin of this Pokemon. And you need to tell me if the Pokemon developer, if Game Freak, decided to make this Pokemon based off of this mythology, or it is something that I made up as the origin. So our first Pokemon is Chandelure. I'm assuming ghost type Pokemon. Yes, it is a ghost fire type Pokemon. Uh, for those of you who want to play along at home, you can look it up. But also, it, it looks like a chandelier with like purple uh, flames coming out of its arms and head and has like a little ghost face. It's spooky looking. So supposedly, chandelure comes from Japanese folklore as the hitodama, which means human soul. They're balls of fire that mainly float around in the middle of the night. They're said to be the souls of the dead that have separated from their body. According to one theory, uh, since this came around the time during like one of the many uh, wars that Japan had when there were um, like gun the first iterations of gunpowder, uh, rainwater and phosphorus would kind of come together around the body, and then it would produce light. And since people didn't have knowledge about science, people decided that the spirits were coming out of the body, and it was the hitodama. Hmm. Okay, I, I think this one is, is legit folklore. Yeah, it, it sounds very similar to like Will of the Wisps and stuff like that. And I know that there are, you know, weird floating light spirits in Japanese mythology. So I'm going to go say, yeah, folklore. All right. Yes, this is a real thing that Pokemon came up with. Hell yeah. All, all the ghost ones are just so traumatizing. They are. They're real bad. They're real bad. They're like all yokai. It's, it's beautiful. Oops, uh, another possibility... Yokai. Another possibility is that uh, they're just fireflies, and people thought that the spirits were fireflies. Are Listen, there fireflies in Japan? Uh, apparently so. Okay. Listen, I am scared when I'm in the woods and it's dark, so I totally get it. <laughs> cool. All right, our second Pokemon, we're going to do Lunatone. Oh, that big moon. Oh, it's moon. just the moon. Lunatone is a large moon. Look at that big eye and just moon rock body. Creepy. He thick. He a thick... Uh, well, actually, it is. She is a thick lad. Okay, I take it back. She thick. Uh, Lunatone is rock psychic, and uh, this is based off of the healing properties of moonstones. Uh, this also explains why all Lunatone are female and Soul Rock are male, because moonstones are supposed to be a gem for intuition, balance, and wishes that helps you channel one's feminine side. I think this is something that you made up, Eric. Me too. I there is not. Uh, shockingly, that much gender essentialism in Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised. There's actually quite a lot of gender essentialism it's weird. in Pokemon. It shouldn't be. Like there are there are act there are attacks that you can only charm Pokemon if it's the other gender. I'm sorry, Eric, who is the Pokemaster in this room? Who collected all four hundred and sword and shields? Mm, I'm I heard that you actually only collected three ninety nine, so Because you haven't evolved your fucking starter yet. <laughs> Damn it, Eric. You're right, it's my fault. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I totally made this up. Yep, yeah. Like, what if Game Freak just got super into crystals? <laughs> I'm into it. Also, uh, Lunatone and Soul Rock are genderless. Actually, it has nothing to do, they don't have any gender, so this totally doesn't make sense. Oh, so, so you I corrected Amanda's gender. <laughs> they thick. <laughs> no, you're right. I was leading in to, I was leading in He was leading you lie. on, Amanda. I'm sure the you audience see. will love this one. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lie. I came up with a lie. 
All right, Julia is up one. Let's keep going. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about our good friend Mawile. I'll get it. It's Ma because they have a very big mouth. Yes. So Mawile is like a little like yellow pokey, and then there's just like a giant mouth coming out of its head. I, my while is Steel Fairy, which you can tell Steel from the big chompy mouth. It's Steel Fairy? Wild. Yeah, steel That's Fairy. a wild yeah. combo. The first one was the only ghost po- Pokemon you're getting. My while is based off of a monster in Japanese myth that is so creepy. So picture a typical woman and then imagine that behind her hair is a fully formed mouth. This is the Futakushi Ona. Uh, it is a cautionary tale about extreme dieting. A woman who barely eats anything uh, will have a second mouth sprouting from its skull wanting to eat that good dinner. Now, Amanda, is Mawile actually based off of this yokai or something I made up? Uh, I feel like this one is is based in reality, even though on first glance, I thought this was like a Vetus flytrap style Pokemon. Um, I do remember hearing, I think, about this yokai. So you think that Mawile is based off of the lady with a mouth head yokai? I mean, is it an option that this is a real yokai, but this is not what this poke is based on? Either this Game Freak did use this as inspiration, or it didn't use it as inspiration. Okay, so I don't think they use this as, as inspiration. You do not? No. Okay. They did. Well, Julia's so confident. Are you sure? Yes, I am. Is it because you're a Poke Master? It's also because we did it in our Pokemon episode. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Julia gets the point. Mawile is inspired by the is I was wondering why you knew the I was wondering why you knew the uh, pronunciation so well. I'm also learning Japanese and Duolingo right now. <laughs> well, in my defense, I knew that that was a myth we had learned on Spirits. That's good. I'm glad you remember things. Sometimes I don't. All right, the score is five to three. Julia's up by two, and let's talk about Wizcash. Wizcash? I thought it, I thought it, oh Wizcash Wizcash. Wiz Cash. He's a whiz kid. He's also a wizard. Nope. He's just a really cute catfish looking looking lad. Mm-hmm. The Wiz Cash is water ground. Uh, Wiz Cash might look uh, silly just like a catfish who has a, a silly face. But um, Wiz Cash is a, val- is a variation of the Nabatsu, a humongous catfish that will start earthquakes just by thrashing around. Julia, what do you think about this Pokemon? Is it inspired by this or did I make it up? It's folklore, baby. Same. You think folklore. it's folklore? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, definitely. Six. Uh, you both get the point. Uh, Julia, did you just knew this one? It's also, we covered it in the first episode. Yeah. He's a large lad. They had to fight him once. It, it's like one of those uh, quizzes in school where they like quiz you about a thing you were quizzed on last time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you thought you had to replace all 10 spelling words with 10 new spelling words. But no, you also had to know that a lot is two words. Miss Grota, that's not fair. You can't just info dump. You know, the Mawile one I knew, I think it's because I was focusing on this other piece that I learned. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1855, there was a earthquake that destroyed a really big section of Japan. Um, so a lot of people were praying to Namatsu to stave off further calamities. So I'm just like, oh, Wizcash is a god that is a deity. Fun fact too, the name is used as a method in which they can predict earthquakes before they happen. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. I, we're all learning something we're all together. Learning something new and exciting together. Yay. Wow. Well, we're on the fifth one. Let's talk about Cacturn. Cacturn. I actually really enjoy this Pokemon. I forgot how much I like it. It's very pretty. It is. It kind of reminds me of a Digimon, just the eyes. I don't know why. Yeah, and the like spikiness. Mm. And there's definitely a cactus Digimon too that I feel like one of the girls had. Anyway, 
I wouldn't know because I've never uh, watched Digimon because it's dumb and bad. Okay. Mm. Digimon have the power. <laughs> I heard they were digital monsters. Is that true? They're the champions. You can change into digital champions to save the digital world. Digimon didn't make any sense because it was like you fuse Digimon together and then it became just like something else, which is bananas. Like they didn't evolve. They, first of all, they digivolved and they didn't evolve like Pokemon. You you fused them like Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I mean, you, you could do that for some of them. I think they ended up doing that in later seasons. But your Digimon they evolve, yeah. Digivolve. Just the the, the digolutions don't always have anything to do with the first one. No, yeah. Sometimes not. you're just like a little flying dog, and then you transform into an angel man, like a hot angel. Yeah, you're Extremely like a dad with angel. pants and a gun. Yeah, yeah. Like in a hot way. I feel like Digimon is just hornier than Pokemon, is what it comes down to. Oh, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Checks out. There are, are there horny Pokemon? I guess Haunter's kind of horny. It's a big tongue. They do, have has a, a, they do have a attack called lick. Lick? Lick a tongue, horny. Anything that that obviously uses a tongue is a horny Pokemon. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shelter. Mr. Mime, technically horny Pokemon, because he is sleeping with Ash's mom. That's true. 100% true. Confirmed. Mm-hmm. Did you know there is a uh, a Galar version of Mr. Mime called Mr. Rhyme? I hate where it. Where Mr. Mime is ice type, but he's also like a fancy gentleman. Nope. And he it just dances continuously. And he's actually very good in, in uh, raid battles, but I have to close my eyes when I use him because the <laughs> dancing is so disturbing to me. Mood. You give him a fancy a fancy icy teacup and he <laughs> transforms into a fop. God, hate I it. wish. All right, we're at Cacturn. So Cacturn is grass and dark. Cacturn was actually inspired by the cactus cat, which is another uh, creature that you focused on in the critters episode. For if you, those of you who don't remember, uh, the cactus hat was a bobcat-like creature which was covered in hair-like thorns. Uh, the creature was said to use its spines to slash cacti at night, allowing juice to run from the plants. Then later that night, the creature would climb inside of the cactus and drink the fermented juice, especially while it was super drunk. The cacturn is like a cactus cat climbed inside of a cactus and then turned it into this like scarecrow thing with the eyes. So... Did Game Freak get inspired by the cactus cat or did I make it up, Amanda? Good myth, but you made it up. It was not based on that. Definitely made it up. 100%. Oh, no. I even use spirit things in everything. I know. I was like, wow, Game Freak's inspired by our show. So cool. (laughs) I don't think they were inspired by that. But like, they pull mythology from lots of random places. Yeah. Just not usually like... Not the U.S. Yeah, yeah, not the U.S. Not U.S. critters. They pull a lot of the. They have some Native American stuff in there. Like Zapdos is the th- the Native American Thunderbird. Yeah, yeah. Well, you are all metagaming, so I'm having a great time. So let's go on to the last one. Let's talk about Dragapult. He's a new one, Julia. Oh, I'm at a disadvantage. I've never seen him before. Oh, I have no fucking clue. He looks like he's a like a Miyazaki dragon. Yeah, he looks like he's like um, a salamander mixed with a a fighter fighter plane. Yeah, yeah. Dragapult was inspired by Japan as a military power. You can see on its head, it has like a B fifty two stealth bomber, but then it's like a dragon and also a ghost. So the inspiration for this comes from Japan's emerging in the 2010s and 2020s as a military power, but it was it's like inspired and buffeted by the military tradition of Japan. That's the ghost and the spirit. So remember, what distinguishes Japan from other countries is that Japan was ruled by a military class for 
centuries where the shogun and the samurai were extensions of the military class. Do you think that I made this up or is this Game Freak inspiration? Gulia. This sounds fake. Me too. Now, why would you say that? <laughs> why would you say something I'm, so I'm hurtful? pretty sure Game Freak isn't pro-military industrial complex. Th- this dragon has a B-52 on its head. It looks like uh, more like just arrow pulling, if anything. I don't think it's modern at all. It just seems like a lot. It just seems like a lot. Sorry, the, does a Cubone, they're using wearing the skull of its mother, is that not a lot? It's sad, but it's also Different not like, well, lot. you know, if you look at the military industrial complex history of Japan, that's where that's where you lost me. Cubone's also my favorite shot in Pokemon Snap. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> so cute. All right, you got me. I made this up. <laughs> I will say, I thought this was pretty on brand. There's some wild shit that... Pokemon comes up with. Also, this is a B-52. Like, it is a stealth bomber on his head. That is confirmed. Okay. Listen, head I trust his head cannon. It's so goofy. Like, it's a ghost, but also a dragon, but also a piece of military equipment? Makes no sense. Too complicated. We've made too many Pokemon now. Well, after that round, I think I need a refill on the strength. Julia, will you join me? Yes, of course. We are sponsored this week by Backblaze, and I am so, so glad I have the opportunity to talk to you about genuinely one of the favorite things in my life, which is knowing that no matter what I do, all of my files are backed up securely on the cloud, and some calamity could befall my laptop or the studio computer or my phone, and nonetheless, all of my files are safe. Backblaze provides unlimited computer backup for both Macs and PCs at just $6 a month. They back up your documents, music, photos, videos, drawings, projects, all of your data, and it's unlimited. You can restore files from anywhere. So if you are, for example, at home at midnight and forgot to give Julia audio she needs for tomorrow, you can just log on to Backblaze and download that file instead of having to go out in the middle of the night. You can also restore by mail. So if, for example, you wanted to just have your entire hard drive overnighted to you, Backblaze can do that. They've restored over 50 billion files for their customers, and their mobile apps give you access on the go. You can get a free, fully featured, no credit card required trial at backblaze.com spirits. That's backblaze.com spirits so that they know that you came from spirits and continue to support the show. One more time, that's a fully featured 15-day free trial at backblaze.com spirits. Seriously, back up your stuff. It's very important. You got to do it. Amanda, I've been looking for ways to work out since, uh, you know, we've been stuck in our houses quite a bit. And thankfully, I have Zombies Run. So Zombies Run turns your run or your workout into an exciting adventure. It basically combines thrilling audio storytelling with compelling gameplay. And it's a really hopeful story. Like you would think Zombies a little bit depressing, but no, it is not grimdark at all. And what's great about Zombies Run in particular is in response to us all being locked down, you know, worldwide. They've launched a new series called The Home Front to support people who are staying at home. And these include weekly home body weight workouts that are designed for beginners. And they combine storytelling and also exercise. Again, these are written and recorded and edited by their team from their own home. So they're also living their best stay at home life. And it's completely free. There's no ads. There's no limits. It's just their gift to the people who are staying safe by staying home. So you can download them on iPhone and Android now by just searching Zombies Run and check out their new series, The Homefront. One more time, that's Zombies Run in the iPhone or Android app stores. 
And finally, Julia, we are also sponsored by BetterHelp. This is a way that you can get secure counseling online for a really affordable price. I have weekly phone calls with my therapist and can message throughout the week, which I really appreciate as well. It is a way that you can continue to get help if that's something you're used to doing or to reach out for the first time in a way that doesn't require going somewhere, meeting someone strange, navigating the Byzantine ways that people find and get in touch with therapists. It really is truly very, very easy to do. And because BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed for any reason, which you definitely cannot do otherwise. Yeah, BetterHelp is there to assess your needs and then match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's actual professional counseling that's done securely online. And you can start communicating in under 24 hours with your counselor. You can log in to your account anytime. You can send them messages, like Amanda said, and the service is available for clients worldwide. It's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. They really want to help you start living a happier life today. So visit their website and read their testimonials if that is something that you would like to do as well. That's at betterhelp.com reviews. And if you're ready to sign up, you can go to betterhelp.com spirits. That's betterhelp.com spirits to join the over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Yeah, and right now, Spirits listeners are going to get 10% off their first month of BetterHelp.com at BetterHelp.com Spirits. It's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com Spirits. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. This is your moment. Your moment to move forward and make progress. It's time to see where an education can take you. For over 130 years, Strayer University has been at the forefront of change. Offering programs that help students like you get ahead and stay ahead. So you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef. And now let's get back to the show. I have a drink for everybody. I've prepared it and I've banished Chuck Games over over away so he can't have any. Good. Uh, Julia, I took the limoncello you gave us for your, your wedding and I added Topo Chico to it. <gasps> and Amanda has some preserved lemons. So I also like dropped a little bit of that in there. So it's just like an Italian delicious limoncello drink. That sounds incredible. I, can you share with me, please? Absolutely. It's called, because this is partially a Pokemon episode, it's called Zapdos. Drunk Pikachu. Love drunk Pikachu. Cool. Other cool, yellow cool. Pokemon. <laughs> the yellow Pokemon drink. I like drunk Pikachu personally. It's so smooth. Too it's smooth. True. You drink it and then you use Thunderbolt. Mm-hmm. When you try to plug your phone in wrong and get electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this thing has a has a real hit, so you will electrocute yourself accidentally. <gasps> it's a critical hit. <gasps> oh no. Hey, let's go into the third round. Is this the name of a holy figure or did I get this from a god and goddess name generator? Oh boy. Very good. Oh boy. This is oh, the I like it. just like last time, but uh, we're gonna. This is gonna be rapid fire, okay? So I'm gonna, we're gonna switch off one and the other. 
Uh, and we're going to start off with Julia because she's currently up by two points. Julia, uh, tell me, is this a real uh, holy figure or from a god and goddess name generator? Ilvadir, the god of teachers and the bad students that hurt them. Fake. Ilvadir is fake. Uh, yes. Come on. That was a gimme. What? It wasn't? Okay. Ilvadir. It sounds like someone's like uh, Lord uh, of the Rings character they role play with in high fantasy Neopets yeah. boards. Okay. Well, I mispronounced it. Is it Ivaldir? Would that have been still better? bad? <laughs> okay. Slightly more Norse, but yeah, still, okay. still fake. Uh, Amanda, you have Nactix, the goddess of organization and putting your chair in front of a window if you live on the coast. <laughs> I would know this one if it was real. Oh, no, it's fake. Okay. <laughs> Nine to seven. Uh, Julia, tell me about, is this real or not? St. Barbara, the patron saint of fireworks. True. True, yes. Burned at the stake. It's pretty gross. <laughs> Did you guys just know about that? Yeah. Yeah. Do you just, do the, does everyone just have like a casual understanding of saints? I know a couple. Catholic. Oh, okay, I guess, yeah. A few. Yeah, uh, I thought this was, St. Barbara is also invoked against thunderstorms and then sudden deaths in general. And when you combine together, that's fireworks. <laughs> oh, no. Sure, makes sense. Uh, four, uh, Amanda, tell me about St. Phoebus, the saint patron saint of solving riddles. Uh, that sounds, that sounds pretty real in Latin. It? Oh, I'm sorry, Amanda. I made up, I made up St. Phoebus. There probably is a St. Phoebus. It's just not a riddle boy. As in Phoebus the Pokemon? I, I don't know. I got it. Phoebus was the god of riddles and I changed him into a saint. That's, that's how Christianity does it too. It's, you just gotta take people and you turn them into saints. Yeah. Five. Uh, Julia, tell me about the Aztec goddess of eating po- of eating poop. Uh, tazo- oh man. Listen, you picked Aztec. That's <laughs> on you. I know. Yeah, I shouldn't have uh, used the it? Aztec generator. Uh, Lazol Teodal. I want to say it's fake. I don't want there to be a deity of eating poop. Unfortunately, this goddess is entirely true. <laughs> I imagine she has to have another. There has to be good reason. Thing besides eating poop. That can't just be her one thing. She's like the goddess of decomposition, like taking okay. dung and like turning it into. Okay, so she's here about sustainable agriculture. Don't yeah. categorize as eating poop. It, she's literally, she's depicted. As she's depicted poop? as eating poop. <laughs> like that's, right. that's what her statues look like. There's poop around her mouth. I will I'll say that she it. also has a second job of being the goddess of steam baths. Hell yeah. Those sound Love related. That. Yeah. Six, Amanda, you have the god of intersections, Kalfu. I, I hope that's right. That's very poetic. I'm, I'm going to say real. Yes, that is real. Uh, Kalfu is the Haitian god of intersections. Pretty much he's like a, like a devil at the crossroads sort of figure. But I like the idea that he's just like also about when you have to take a left turn. I'm about it. Very cool. Got to make that choice. Sliding Excellent. doors. Am I right? Absolutely. Uh, Julia, you have the god of eternal bacon, Ceremnir. No, I refuse. <laughs> Oh, it's a real thing. Oh, no, bullshit. I did disguise this a little bit. He is the Norse pig god of eternal bacon. Uh, basically, all of the when the gods needed food, they would get Saramnir, who was the best tasting pig in the universe. They would kill him and eat him. And then in the morning, the pig would get resurrected. Does that make him a god? He's a he's a uh, I did say holy figure and saints okay. are also not gods. So okay, did you did say. To be fair, you did say the god of eternal bacon or whatever. So yeah, I'll take it. It's fine. I'll take the. I'll take the loss. If he's hanging out on the big tree with all the gods and they eat him and he comes back every single day, I think that counts him as at least uh, godly. Okay, uh, Amanda, you have the god of seasons except for winter, Amjur. <laughs> 
Uh, Buck just Buck Wild's enough. Let's do it. Let's let's say real. You think it's real? Yeah. No, I made ah, it up. Ah, beans. Uh, it was the god of seasons, but then I added except winter because I <laughs> thought you would <laughs> you get it. It's extremely All funny. All right. I I had to make it tricky. You guys owned me on a bunch of other things. We did. We uh, did. Julia, the god of the embarrassed terrier. No. That's true. I did get that from a generator. Good. You get a point. <laughs> I can't figure out what the tradition of origin is, so therefore it has to be fake. And finally, Amanda, you have a saint, Saint Julian the Hospitalier. I'm I'm pretty sure no one is called the Hospitalier, so I'm gonna say fake, even though there is a Saint Julian. Saint Julian the Hospitalier is real. <laughs> he opened a hostel for travelers and dedicated his life to providing hospitality for the sick and needy, but only after he killed his parents in a sort of Oedipus sort of thing. He is the patron saint of murderers. Uh, okay. It's a real thing. So now the score is eleven to eight. Julia is up. But uh, we have our final game. Name this mythological creature. Now, Amanda, I'm going to play a a sound clip, and you are going to tell me what mythological creature this is. Okay. I mean, what what are our parameters here? What mythological creature is this? I have no idea. Bigfoot. Unfortunately, uh, it is. This is not Bigfoot. No. I would have guessed Bigfoot. All right, Julia. Uh, this is number two. <laughs> Chupacabra. Now, Amanda, would you like to steal? Would you, uh, what mythological creature do you think this is? I don't know. I'm really thinking about like birds and like a golden goose situation or like a, a haunted duck. I have no idea. Amanda got closest. I'm going to give the point to Amanda. Okay. All right. We're going to go to three. Amanda, what is this mythological creature? Is this some kind of fucked up situation where it's like Goofy, Daffy, and Mickey? Is this like a a mouse? It could be. What kind of mythological creature is this? Yeah, I'll go with like mice or rats. Just like super like spooky rats. Like a rat king? Yeah, something like that. All right. Or like a like a den mother mouse or some shit. I like that. Julia, would you like to steal? What kind of mythological creature do you think this is? Jackalope. That's a good one. I think Amanda was closest. I'll give Amanda the point. Uh, Amanda, you are only down by one. Uh, Julia, what mythological creature is this? Uh, again, I'm thinking some kind of like rodent or lapine creature. Mm, I don't know. I'm going to say Rat King this time. Why not? <laughs> now you're going to say Rat King? Sure. Uh, Amanda, would you like to steal? I'm going to say Chipmunks. I'm thinking about like cute woodland creatures that this could be taken from, like an early Disney film or something. Oh, unfortunately, I don't think either of you got close enough, so I cannot give one of you the point. All right. But I will, give, I will go back to Amanda with the final one. Amanda, what mythological creature is this? So am I, am I doing the like crooning or the barking? It is. Un- I am unsure from this recording about which is which. I think the barking is a dog. Sure. That they, <laughs> from the person who was recording this, there was a dog looking for this mythological creature. Okay, I'm gonna go with like Loch Ness monster or Champ, some kind of big sea creature. Okay, Julia, what mythological creature is this? I'm gonna go with like skunk ape. Skunk ape. <laughs> All right, I think Julia is closer. All right, so I got these first four pieces of sound. From the uh, from the SeaWorld website. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> the first one was a camel. The second one was a penguin. The third one were raccoon babies. And the fourth one was a beluga whale. Okay. And the fifth one was a recording of Bigfoot. Supposedly. 
I went onto one of those Bigfoot like websites. This is like one of the best sounding recordings of Bigfoot. Fascinating. So for the recordings, I took the things that were the most imaginative and kind of sort of the closest to what the animal was. Unfortunately, I could not give you any points, Amanda, because there was Bigfoot on here. So when you said Bigfoot as the first one, I'm like, I know what Bigfoot sounds like. It's not that. I mean, I would have guessed that that was Shamu at the end. So that's just not where I would have gone in terms of Bigfoot recordings. Neither of you did an aquatic creature for the beluga whale, so I couldn't give either of you points. It's fair. close on the raccoon babies, though. No, raccoon babies was, was very close. Um, mm. I can't believe penguins look sound like that, which was which was pretty cool. <laughs> all, all right. Uh, we have one final question, which is the tiebreaker, because it, the final question is three points, and Julia's only up by two. You can buzz in as soon as possible to say buzz, and you can at me if you would like. The category here is podcast history. In the podcast Spirits, a boozy dime dive into myths and legends. Saw this coming. What episode is the hero's journey with Misha Stanton? Buzz, episode 27. Amanda, would you like to guess as well? I'm going to say 36. The hero's journey with Misha Stanton for all of the money. And in the title of RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> All-Star <laughs> Season 5, is episode 26. Julia gets the three <gasps> points. Good job! And Julia wins with 15 to 10. Unfortunately, we take all of Julia's bad feelings. She feels great, but now I have all of the sin inside of me. Oh, no. (laughs) I'll give it to her. I'll give it to Chuck Games later. Uh, (laughs) I hope that you enjoyed Figure Folklore Part part 2, the second round. Electric Boogaloo. Wow. I feel so electrified with knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I pulled a lot of this from spirits, so hopefully people identified it. Because yeah. I didn't pay attention to the Pokemon episode as much as I thought I did. Apparently not. <laughs> That's Eric Silver, and I'm signing off for Chuck Games. And as they say in my hometown, stay fake or stay folklore. Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like it. All right. Thanks, Chuck. But you cannot have the last word. So, listeners, remember. Stay creepy. Stay cool. Thanks again to our sponsors at backblaze.com slash spirits. You can sign up for a fully featured 15-day free trial. Search for Zombies Run in the iPhone or Android app stores to enjoy their free new series, The Homefront. And go to betterhelpbetterhelp.com slash spirits for 10% off your first month. Spirits was created by Amanda McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Eric Schneider, with music by Kevin McLeod and visual design by Allison Wakeman. Keep up with all things creepy and cool by following us at Spirits Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr. We also have all of our episode transcripts, guest appearances, and merch on our website, as well as a form to send us your urban legends at spiritspodcast.com. Join our member community on Patreon, patreon.com slash spiritspodcast for all kinds of behind the scenes stuff. Just $1 gets you access to audio extras with so much more available too. Recipe cards, director's commentaries, exclusive merch, and real physical gifts. We are a founding member of Multitude, a collective of independent audio professionals. If you like spirits, you will love the other shows that live on our website at multitude.productions. And above all else, if you liked what you heard today, please share us with your friends. That is the very best way to help us keep on growing. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time.